Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with August 13th through the 30th, 1925, pages 333 through 334. August 13th, 1925. Today, the Holy Father was pleased to receive me. It was a great pleasure for me as well. He said that he had been thinking about giving me and our congregation some small place to live, but was not able to realize his wish. He told me to see His Eminence Cardinal Pompili about this matter. From my conversation with the Holy Father, I learned that I had done the right thing in asking to be relieved of my duties. The Polish government would have declared an absolute veto to my being made archbishop. I had also been told this by other people, namely the Resurrectionist Fathers. The Holy Father granted me two favors that I had requested. One, during the war I had granted many dispensations and was anxious about whether I had always done the right. Done right. The Holy Father was pleased to confirm everything and validate sanare in radice, to heal at the root all that I had done as Bishop of Vilnius. Two, he permitted the Marians to settle in Rome. The Cardinal Vicar was not in Rome. He will return only at the end of October. I was not able to attend to the matter at hand right away. Some Polish pilgrims were in Rome with Father Taskunas and Bishop Wojinski of Minsk. With them, I participated at the Mass celebrated by the Holy Father as well as at the audience he gave them. I did all this so that the Poles could see that I am not bitter toward them. Wherever and whenever possible, I spoke in praise of the good that I had experienced in Poland and among the Polish people. May the Lord bless them all and bestow his goodness on them. After all, the injuries that I suffered were not the work of the Polish people, but rather the result of the politics of certain parties. I prayed for them, too, and resolved to keep praying for them with all my heart. August 21st, 1925. I said goodbye to the Resurrectionist Fathers and moved in with the Benedictines near the Basilica of St. Paul to make my retreat. I had been longing to make one. I felt an urgent need to take care of certain matters of conscience and to lay the foundation for a new life. August 21st through the 30th. My retreat went well. I put my conscience in order and was at peace. I received many graces from God. It was quiet. The Benedictines gave such a beautiful example of fervent and devout religious life. I made an effort to absorb more of the spirit of St. Benedict. My resolutions are as follows. 1. To be ever more thankful to God for all the crosses and blessings. To love God more fervently and more intensely. To try to remain in the closest union with God and to trust his providence completely. O Lord, how good you are. The paths along which you lead us are miraculous. Thank you for everything, Blessed Virgin Mary of the Immaculate Conception. Help me to love God. 2. Except for periods of rest, 
to take care to make the best use of my time for prayer or for work. Remember that you have come to Rome to learn to live a truly holy religious life. Here in Rome, it is especially fitting to work even harder for the glory of God and for the good of the Church. 3. To finish revising the Marian constitutions and to work on the instructions as much as I can to found our own house here in Rome. 4. To devote all my strength as much as possible to the congregation, to seek perfection myself and to help others walk along the way of perfection. 5. To pray more for those who from I had from those for those from whom I had experienced my any kind of evil. In this entry, Blessed George writes of his meeting with Pope Pius XI. As I had said, uh, the Pope knew him from when he was the papal nuncio in Warsaw. He knew how much Blessed George had suffered in Vilnius, so he hoped to be able to entrust a small house in Rome to our small congregation. He wasn't able to do so, but one can see the affection between them. The Pope told him to see the Cardinal, who was the vicar for the Diocese of Rome, about uh, finding a place for the Marians. Blessed George uh, found out that he had done the right thing, the diplomatic thing, in offering his resignation from Vilnius, because uh, when it became an archdiocese, it belonged to Poland, and as a Lithuanian, it would have been a very a delicate situation there, so he stepped back, and uh, it was appreciated by the Pope. The Pope confirmed and sanated, or made right, all the dispensations that Blessed George had granted in Vilnius during the war. This put Blessed George's mind at ease, and the Pope also allowed the Marians to open a house in Rome. Uh, Blessed George participated in a Polish pilgrimage to again show his openness to the Polish faithful. Uh, he was probably grateful to be able to step back from the difficulties that he had faced for the seven years in the Diocese of Vilnius. And Blessed George made a retreat with the Benedictines at the Basilica of St. Paul's outside the walls. He needed and wanted to make a fresh spiritual start. He was grateful for the graces that God gave him on the retreat. Uh, he made some resolutions, gratitude to God for everything. He wanted to use his time well. He wanted to live the religious life in Rome, to work on the Marian rule of life, to help the community to grow and to pray more. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to realize all of his plan. I will explain how the rest of his life went in a subsequent ep episode. He only lived for another year and a half. Um, this was actually the last passage in his journal. In the next several episodes, we'll reflect on a sermon and then on some of his uh, pastoral letters. And then in uh, the final episode, I will tell you about uh, the rest of Blessed George's life. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition 
and through the intercession of blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.